the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. When it comes to evolution, it's pretty straightforward. Just about everybody will say it's the God-honest truth. Fact is, it's the furthest from God's truth. Welcome to Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno and online at highlands.us. Today, we continue our journey through Genesis, and we're exploring God's response to evolution and how the earth came about and his sovereign authority over everything he's created. Let's catch up with Pastor Leighton Sheely, shall we? As we continue our exploration of this myth called evolution. Here's Pastor Leighton now, and today's broadcast of Study Verse by Verse. If we were to say that this earth was a billion years old, as uh, evolutionists insist, then, then either today's rate should be zero, or if we go back a billion years, the earth was spinning so fast that the earth was not a sphere, it was a pancake, and parts of it were flying off into space because it was spinning so fast. So that's the rotation of the earth. Uh, the recession uh, of the moon. The moon is moving away from the earth that's been measured and the problem evolutions have is the moon is presently way too close to the earth to explain billions of years. If the billions of years had happened, it should be a whole lot farther away from the earth than it presently is. And we need to also be reminded that the Bible talks about when God creates things, he, sometimes he creates them fully mature. Like in the case of Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve didn't go through diapers and toddlers and stuff like that. They were created fully mature. Uh, when Jesus fed the 5,000 in the span of a prayer... Uh, which was only a, a few minutes, it took, uh, it, 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 it went through the entire process of eggs to tadpoles to fish to being caught, cleaned, and cooked, all in the span of a, of a prayer. So God can do things instantaneously that appear to be aged. Um, according to the evolutionary timetable, dinosaurs and mankind did not simultaneously exist. Dinosaurs existed back then, died out, and humans came later. That, by the way, is the basis for the conflict in the Jurassic Park books and movies. You remember that this supposedly this is the first time dinosaurs and humans have coexisted. But actually, if you go back in the fossil record, you'll find out that that's not the case. I had a young man come to me one time, and, uh, and he said, uh, I don't believe in the Bible. And I said, well, why not? He said, well, uh, the Bible doesn't say anything about dinosaurs, and we know from the fossils they exist. I said, really? Who told you that? My teacher. I said, well, why don't you look up Job chapter 40 and chapter 41? Because your teacher doesn't know her Bible. Your teacher doesn't know her Bible. The Bible does talk about dinosaurs, and they coexisted in the time of Job. And, uh, and, uh, and so the uh, evolutionary timetable contradicts fossil evidence. Let me just give you one example. Um, William Meister, on June 1st, 1968, in Utah, found the fossils of several trilobites in the fossilized sandal footprint of a man. Now, according to the evolution's uh, timetable, trilobites became extinct 230 million years before man appeared. 
So we have fossil records that show that some of these things in the, in the geological history actually coexist uh, with man. And then there's this matter of thermodynamics. You've heard about the laws of thermodynamics, right? Uh, the first and second laws are scientific laws. Now, the first law of thermodynamics is also known as the law of energy confer- uh, conservation. And it, it states that energy can be converted from one form to another, but it can't be created or destroyed. So, for instance, you hit the brakes in the car, your momentum, that energy is transformed into heat that is dissipated through the brakes. So it can be converted from one form to another, but it can't be created or destroyed. Uh, that is conclusive evidence that the universe did not create itself. Um, the, the, in order to... Uh, address the obstacle, scientists have proposed a very non-uniformitarianism solution. You may have heard about it. It's called the Big Bang Theory. You've heard about the Big Bang Theory. What they're saying is there was nothing, then wait for it, boom, there it is. Everything just happened. Some Big Bang uh, happened somewhere in history. And, uh, you know, believers don't have a problem with the Big Bang Theory as long as it's associated with God saying, let there be, and bang, there it was, right? Now, of course, uh, atheistic uh, evolutionists would con- attribute the bang to anything other than a creator or God. Then there's also the matter of the second law of thermodynamics, known as the law of energy decay, where every system left to its own devices tends to move from order to disorder. In, in other words, our universe is proceeding in a downward degenerated direction. The science has proven the universe is devolving, not evolving. The law contradicts the theory of evolution because that depends on order coming from disorder, which is the other way around. But the Bible explains that this degeneration is the result of sin. And someday Jesus Christ is going to come back and he's going to make all things new. Dr. Henry Morris wrote, the second law proves, as certainly as science can prove anything, that the universe had a beginning. Similarly, the first law shows that the universe could not have begun itself. Since energy could not create itself, the most scientific and logical conclusion to which we could possibly come is that in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. You know, as science continues to discover more and more, there's there's more and more evidence of intelligent design such as the discovery of DNA in 1953 by doctors Watson and Crick. And one of the most unique characteristics of life is its ability to reproduce after its own kind. And that's because of a complex DNA molecule. And, and, and if the evolutionary concept is valid, then it must involve an accidental synthesis of a DNA molecule. Now, one of the complications with this is that the DNA molecule can only be replicated with the assistance of specific enzymes, which in turn can only be produced by the controlling DNA molecule. Uh, Both have to be present for replication to occur. So this is another way of saying which came first, the chicken or the egg. It's just a much more elaborate way of saying that. Think about the complexity of DNA. It programs all of the characteristics, uh, say, for instance, of the human body, the hair, skin, eyes, height. It determines the arrangements for 206 bones, 600 muscles, 10,000 auditory nerve fibers, uh, 2 million optic nerve fibers, 100 billion nerve cells, 400 billion feet of blood vessels and capillaries, and so on. Furthermore, the capacity of DNA 
to store information exceeds vastly anything of modern technology. The information needed to specify the design of all species of organisms that have ever lived could be held in a teaspoon. And there would be still room left to hold all of the information in every book ever written. Such extraordinary sophistication can only reflect super-intelligent design. The DNA reflects super-intelligent design. You know, a DNA molecule is so small, we can't possibly see it. But if you were to take the DNA and unravel it, it would be six feet long. And that six feet of DNA gets wrapped up inside of that little molecule. And it gets moved around and replicated. Now, how does it do that without getting tangled up? You start thinking about that. It is, it's incredible. The DNA is one of the great testimonies of special creation. You know, when a human egg is fertilized, uh, division, cell division begins. And so one cell becomes two, which becomes four, and becomes eight. And they're, and they're all identical. But, but eventually, uh, a dark line begins to appear, and that ultimately becomes the spine. And cells are dividing and multiplying, but they're no longer identical. They now have uh, a specific assignment. They become specific tissue, bone, muscle, nerves, and so forth. Now, how is it that this is all coordinated? How is it? Well, Chuck Missler, brilliant engineer, described it like this. He said, suppose we had a group of 50 people, each of whom was skilled in playing every instrument in an orchestra. Suppose each one was provided a comprehensive set of orchestrations for a symphony. In other words, everyone could play any instrument and had all the music they needed. Would we have a symphony? And the answer is no. Because someone has to initiate, give order to, and control the process. Someone has to decide who the concertmaster is and who, who's going to play the timpanis and who's going to play the piano and so forth. And if every cell is capable to lead, how is a leader chosen? Well, perhaps Psalm 139 gives us some insight. That it's God who personally organizes the parts which form the human life. Psalm 139, verse 13, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body. And knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. Life is sacred. The womb is a sacred place where God is at work. We are not the product of some evolutionary accident. We are created by God for a purpose. And should the Lord tarry, we want to look into that biblical subject when next we meet. And today I've only begun to introduce you just a, just a, a, a small fraction of the mountains of evidence that undermines the credibility of evolution. And so for further reference, I, I recommend you, you get the book, The Collapse of Evolution by Scott M. Hughes, H-U-S-C. And, and, and online, you can look up the name Chuck Messler, brilliant, brilliant scholar. Uh, one of the books that transformed my understanding was a, a book called The Genesis Flood by Dr. Henry Morris. And of course, then you've got much materials available through Creation Research Institute and Institute of Creation Research. ICR, Institute of Creation Research, is just going to be here in a few weeks. And this is so special, folks, we don't want to miss it. These are scientists who know their stuff, and they can teach this stuff a whole lot better than your pastor can. This is not my area of expertise. And there's going to be an opportunity for you to do Q&A, questions and answers, get your, your questions answered. 
And uh, you don't want to miss that. Mark it on your calendars. Go online to the website, highlands.us, and register for that event because we want to, we want to take advantage of that. And especially important for families and, and families with young kids and kids that are in the public schools because when they go to public school, they are inundated with this notion that evolution has discounted uh, the Bible. The Bible is nothing more than a fairy tale. If you can't believe the first five words of the Bible, how can you believe anything else that follows? That's why this concept of evolution is an intentional attack on the veracity, the believability of the Word of God. And that's why it's so important for us to understand that this attack of evolution is scientifically unfounded. Well, it's very dangerous as well. I mean, think about it. Evolution requires death. And if we have evolution before Adam and Eve... Well, we've got a problem because prior to Adam and Eve and the fall, there was no death. Well, there is much more ground to cover and we will continue to do so throughout the rest of this week as we continue our exploration of Genesis and the beginnings. Questions about today's program, feel free to reach out to us at our website, highlands.us. That's highlands.us. You will find a lot of information there regarding study verse by verse, Pastor Leighton Sheely, and the ministry of Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno, highlands.us. Tomorrow, more from Genesis. Join us then for study verse by verse. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.